0: You are listening to a Mint production brought to you by HD Smartcast.
1: Hello everyone, I am Shipra from Mint's personal finance team. Today's topic of Why Not Mint Money podcast is best travel credit cards for women. To set the context of today's episode, let me start by reading out some data to you. In 2021, out of the total number of credit card applicants, only 12% were women. But there's a small positive even in this low figure, which is that this number was only 8.4% in 2020 and it has jumped to 12% last year. Experts cite lower participation from women in the financial system and the general hesitancy amongst women to actively take charge of their finances as the key reasons for choosing not to include credit cards in their regular financial dealings. For this reason, we have decided to dedicate today's episode to our women listeners who may be keen to get a credit card but are unsure about where to start from. Also, we are narrowing down our focus for this particular episode to travel credit cards as they're currently the flavor of the season given that there is massive pent-up demand for travel as everyone was cooped up in their homes in the last two years due to COVID. We have invited Shifra Berinwal, who is the co-founder of LiveFromALounge.com website, as the expert speaker today. Shipra has in the past conducted many personal finance and credit card workshops exclusively for women. Hi, welcome to Why Not Mint Money, a personal finance podcast where we help you understand basic money concepts and share strategies for you to build your wealth. So let's get started on your money journey. Hi, Shipra, and welcome to Why Not Mint Money. Hello, thank you for having me over. So, Shipra, let's start the conversation, uh, you know, with talking about travel cards which are specially customized for women users. Why don't you tell us about such cards and what kind of additional benefits do they offer if compared to, you know, your regular credit cards which are available to everybody?
0: So in India, we have not seen travel credit cards that are customized for the women's segment. Uh, usually travel credit cards uh, in the market are gender neutral and they mostly focus on benefits which, uh, which would be suited for a traveler. In that sense, I think that you know, uh, men travelers and women travelers uh, have the same kind of needs you know for example if you're traveling you do want to access an airport lounge, make your travel comfortable. Um, so really uh, to answer your question we don't have a travel credit card that specifically focuses on women but there are quite a few travel credit cards in the market today.
1: Which is okay I mean so so like if, if somebody wants to pick a travel credit card for themselves what, what are the common factors you know that they should look at? Um, you know um, Shapra, one thing to understand would be that
0: what are what is a travel credit card? Um, a travel credit card is essentially a credit card that earns you rewards which you can actually use to travel. So, for example, use it for your flights, use it for hotels when you're traveling. Now, um, what should be the factors which a woman should be looking at when picking the right credit card for herself and specifically a travel credit card? So, uh, there's really a great three, four pointer exercise for anybody who is looking to pick out the right credit card for themselves. They should do that. Uh, The first one is write down all your monthly expenses, you know. As women, we have um, our spend patterns are slightly different than men. So for example, uh, as a woman, you may be spending money on utilities because you may be taking care of the home. Um, eating out is, uh, is an expense. Maybe you're somebody who's living in a city and rent could be an expense for you. Um, if you. If you're somebody who drives to work, fuel is an expense for you. Maybe you have children, education fee, insurance. Um, so the first thing to do, really, is write down all your expenses that you incur on a regular basis. Then pick a travel credit card that earns you rewards in most of your regular spend categories. Now, credit cards also come with a lot of terms and conditions attached with them. So not all credit cards will earn points on fuel. But if you are somebody, you know, who's spending money, who's fueling their car and who's spending money on fuel, you definitely want to earn points on them. Uh, Utilities, insurance is a big one. All of us pay hefty insurance premiums for ourselves. So write down all your monthly expenses, pick a credit card that earns you rewards in most of your regular travel spends. And then um, the one key thing to do with a travel card, especially if you're getting started, is um, have a goal in mind, you know, It always helps you focus and earn better. So, um, maybe you just want to do a trip, a girl's trip, to Goa every year, and you want to accumulate enough reward points uh, and offset the cost of your flights or and your hotels with your credit card rewards. So have that goal in mind. Or maybe you are getting married, and maybe you and your partner are planning a honeymoon uh, in Paris, and you both want to you know collect rewards on your credit card and offset the cost of that honeymoon. So uh, having a goal in mind always helps. And the last tip that I would give is earn everywhere. No place is small to earn. Even if you go to Starbucks and have a coffee and you're paying 200 rupees, you know, and it's so much easier for us as women to just pull out a note and, you know, just give it at the cash counter. But 200 rupees is, you know, on a good credit card is really equal to eight air miles that you can earn. So earn everywhere. And these will be the quick four pointers I'm going to give
1: So does that mean that one needs to uh, you know um, manage several cards at once or can they find all these benefits under one or maximum two cards?
0: So you know what happens uh, typically you will find a combination of two to three credit cards which will help you earn rewards within 90% of your regular spend categories. Um, One of the mistakes of Um, Or I I wouldn't say mistake, but one of the misnomers that um, we have is that, you know, to be able to earn lots of reward points, you need to have like lots of credit cards. It's actually uh, not right. You know, Uh, the key here is to really pick the right credit cards. So currently, while I have a lot of credit cards in my wallet, and that's also because Um, I study programs, I look at loyalty reward points, you know, but typically there are three cards in my wallet that earn me rewards across 90% of my spend category, 90 to 95%, you know, including utility, including um, insurance, you know. So really the key here is don't have too many credit cards, but pick the right ones that will earn you rewards across most of your spend categories. I mean, uh,
1: hesitant to keep too many credit cards, you know, uh, uh, you know, thinking that they might default on one card and which might, you know, uh, put them in a debt spiral or uh, something like that. So in that sense, if somebody has two or three credit cards, what is the best efficient way to manage those several cards together?
0: Now, we have a lot of apps, you know, that help you manage your billing cycles, you know, you input it. And uh, for example, Credit is one, you input, your credit card details and it will send you a reminder before you have to uh, you know before your due date is there so it's no longer um missing your bill is no longer a result of a credit card missing right. your billing cycle or not paying your dues is usually uh you know mm-hmm. is usually a result of financial indiscipline and i believe that credit cards have very little role to play in it you know if you are financially just indisciplined with ten thousand rupees of cash you know you will just be indisciplined with your credit card but really there is technology today around us to really help us manage it better so it's really nothing it's not something to be worried about
1: you conduct a lot of uh, workshops to educate women about credit cards so in in your interact interactions with these women what are the common reasons you hear you know because of which they're hesitant to take up credit cards because you know,
0: um, this is a funny question. I mean, it's not a funny question. It's a very, very relevant question. And it kind of takes me back to myself, you know, 10 years back. And uh, I think uh, what happens is, you know, personal finance as a topic is something that we women don't discuss. We don't talk about a lot. When it comes to credit cards, you know, we it's always seen as, oh, credit cards are a debt trap. You know, nobody explains you why, uh, what are the do's and don'ts, you know, what is the financial discipline behind this tool. But anybody you talk to would be like, you know, it's a debt trap. It's a debt trap. Don't get into it. You have cash, you know, just pay cash or UPI or or use, you know, another method. The other thing I feel is that, you know, it's it's a very, um, uh, if I can use the word, it's a very men-centric topic of conversation so um when I started you know and I also I do really want to share with you why I started conducting specific workshops for women when we started off we started conducting workshops on credit cards and what I started noticing is that you know in a room full we would have like one woman sometimes really no women and it would be all men and and the conversations would be great um, and it always kept me thinking that, you know, why as women, we are not getting smart about this tool. Uh, and I started talking to a lot of women. I started talking to them. I said, you know, what's happening? And and one of the questions, uh, one of the feedback I always got was, we don't know where to start. No, the men around us always say that, you know, it, stay away from it. And there was so much misnomer around it. So that's how the workshop started for women. Uh they start from the basic they really help you understand the financial tool they help you understand the do's and don'ts of a credit card because it's really important you know it's like any other personal finance tool it's like insurance it's like you know investing it's like mutual funds uh when you do put your money over there you know you need to know the terms and conditions that come around with it you need to know what is the discipline you need to follow and then after that we've had great success in fact just last week you know one of our Um, workshop graduates is planning a trip to Europe in April and she is using her credit card card points to offset the uh, uh, cost of flights. So yes, to answer your question, I think there is a lot of misnomer around credit cards as a topic and Uh, we women need to talk more about it, we need to share, we need to learn, uh, we need to learn from our mistakes, we need to share our successes. So uh,
1: do you think that all these hidden charges are also one of the, you know, uh, kind of deterrent or I would say, I mean, because of all the hidden charges women are like, okay, you know, maybe this is something that I should not delve into because I really don't know what I'm getting into. Do you think that's also one of the reasons? Um, So the
0: key here really here is to read your terms and conditions, you know, when you get a credit card um there are like no hidden hidden charges it will be somewhere in the terms and conditions of what you're going to be charged it's just that you know we're so eager um, to start using that we don't understand the basics of it um uh, you know a, re- a basic is that you know when your credit card bill um comes there is a minimum payment due and there is a full payment due um and the key to using a credit card is that you've always got to pay your full in time you know there are two components to a charge that is levied on late payment you know there is a late payment fee and then there is an interest that incurs uh but who explains that to you nobody explains it right that these are the components this is what you need to watch out for uh when the bank representative is selling the credit card to you he will just say madam ye free hai, and this is great Or aap ye lelo. and that is all they will say <laughs> they will never explain you the nitty gritties of it so the the key here is to understand all the charges that come with it and really if you pay your bill in full every month uh, on time before the due date you're good you're good with your credit card it's a great tool um, to save money on travel you know travel credit cards are a great way to offset your travel costs and i don't know of a single woman yet who does not have a travel kitty you know all of us do including me you know because we all love to travel Uh, you can't be inside your home at all times but you know have we ever thought about that that, hey you know what that the rent I pay every month it can generate me reward points which I can offset for travel so it's really a thinking perspective that has to uh, so the first thing that you should look at is um, what is the validity of your reward points okay Um, Not all travel uh, credit cards are equal and reward points expire for a lot of credit cards. Uh, So you must know whether your reward points expiring in one year, two years, three years. The second thing you should really look at is where all can you earn points on that travel credit card, right? So it's really pointless to have a travel credit card which is not earning you points on most of your spends, because then what are you going to do with it, you know? It's possibly just going to sit in your wallet. Uh, the point of having a credit card is also that you use it, you know, you use it more often. So these are the two quick things. And then after that, it becomes, comes down to really your preference on, of points, right? Um, so are you somebody who would like to earn points which help you get flight tickets right in that case you might want to pick up an airline co-branded credit card because it is going to earn you air miles for that specific airline are you somebody who's sort of agnostic you know airline agnostic and you want to just collect points and then use it as and when you want to travel wherever you know in india or outside of india In that case, you might want to pick up a fixed value credit card, you know, so a credit card that gives you a fixed value of 30 pesa, 45 pesa, and you can use it to book whatever flights, hotels. Um, Are you somebody who likes to stay at nice hotels? Then you want to pick up a travel credit card that is actually allowing you to transfer points into hotel programs. So here are three things to really look at. What are your expenses? What do you really want to get out of your travel credit card? What? currency you want to own travel currency and the credit card points expire so it's always good to know what's the validity
1: that brings me to the last question of this podcast which is again a follow-up on what you just said that a lot of time these credit cards are pushed as you know this is a free credit card so in that sense is it worth paying an annual fee for a credit card when so many banks are offering them for free
0: absolutely You know a free credit card will only offer you so much which is a free credit period which can come in handy um but in terms of you know getting good rewards in terms of getting great travel rewards um, a free credit card is not going to do much for you having said that you know paying a small amount of annual fee even something as small as a thousand rupees or 1500 rupees a year can get you so much more in return for all your spends. So it's always a good idea to pay a small fee and get more in return than just pick up any random free credit card.
1: That brings us to the end of our podcast. If you'd like to know more on this topic or make a suggestion of a personal finance topic that you want us to cover, I can be reached at Twitter and LinkedIn under the username of Shipra Singh Sora. Thank you for tuning in. See you in the next episode.